0: episode. I am so delighted to bring on a very dear friend Cindy as we dive into everything human design. We go into the different channels and how we can really use human design going forward in deepening our spirituality and our connection with ourselves and how we show up in the world. So welcome Cindy.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm so excited
0: to be here today. I am so excited to get into human design. I know talking to you before, it's kind of been a topic of for of my interest that has really sparked kind of that drive to even connect with you. And I found your work being a human design life coach was amazing. Like that title really stood out to me.
1: I love it. I'm so glad it resonated. Yes, because human design is such a vast topic. I find combining it with the life coaching, the mindset work, manifestations, relationships, business, that holistic approach really, really helps with alignment, right? Because we don't want to just be aligned in our business and not in our personal development, not in our relationships or vice versa, right? So yes, human design, I find in that capacity helps us to feel like we're thriving in all of the areas, which is what we all want at the end of the day, right?
0: That's amazing. Before we get into the details of human design, I would love to hear about you and like your journey to discovering human design and how you've kind of implied it to your life.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So the last 12 years, I have actually worked in physiotherapy, which is very left brain dominant, right? Anatomy, outcome measures, healing, all of that kind of stuff, but in a very masculine way, right? Like exercises, stretches, all of that kind of stuff. So about four to five years ago, I found human design through my own healing journey. When I was a bit younger, I had been through some of my own trauma and my own stuff. Like we all have, right? We all have different paths we've been on, but at the end of the day, we're all human and we've all been through something, right? So through my own healing journey, I really found that human design, it I always say i fell in love with it like it ignited something within me it resonated to my core and i myself as a man am a manifester which is about nine percent of the population so for me personally understanding what that meant to be a manifester you know where i was conditioned it really started to unlock a lot of doors for me and then i have been in a relationship with my boyfriend as well for about 13 years too about the same timeline and I found that integrating that the last four to five years in my relationship has also created so much more harmony. It's improved our relationship, even if your relationship isn't bad, right? Just finding this deeper level of understanding yourself and your partner, how to communicate better, all of the things. So I found for me, not only did it change my own mindset and my own confidence in decision making and trusting myself, but now I also had this really cool in-depth understanding of this person that I've been with for so long and you really kind of see them in a different light you can see them for who they really are and then my family dynamic as well I'm blessed that I have a family that all gets along well and I had relationships with them but knowing that my brother is a projector my sister's a generator right my parents were different energy types and kind of looking back 2020 hindsight of like growing up It's like, oh, that's why, you know, we interacted that way or that's why they did it this way. And again, it just gives you this beautiful understanding of like, I don't need to change anything. It really decreases resistance. It's like, I can just love people for who they are, right? So for me, it just really helped shift a lot of like not needing to control people, not needing to have all the answers or not needing to micromanage things like that. It's like, oh, I can just kind of release know worry about myself and release that knowing who they are so it really did shift a lot for me and then of course starting my business two years ago i've been working with women now helping them with family dynamics relationships and you know manifestation personal development as well and it has just been life-changing also to help people Tap into that right side of their brain, right? That feminine energetics after working so much kind of in that dominant left brain field for so long. So, yeah, that's my story. I found it, like I said, four or five years ago on my own journey. And I just dove in. I'm a one line in human design, and that's the investigator. And when we find something we're passionate about, we love to go down the rabbit hole, learn all the ins and outs. So, I really integrated it into my own life first. And then I'm like, I gotta share this with the world, right? Yeah, that's
0: so that's incredible. my story. That's incredible. That really is. It tells so much, you know, with that feminine energetics, like you said, it's so important. And human design, I've noticed it really brings you into a place where you're integrating so much of the science with the spirituality. And mm-hmm. it's really a practical tool. Um, and Absolutely. I really, before we go into the really into my chart and how I kind of, come across in human design let's go into the basics so if someone were just starting off what are kind of the key points they would look into if they were looking up their chart
1: yeah so perfect question so first things first you can just either go to the link in my bio if you follow me and you're on my instagram or my facebook and we can always add that stuff below as well um, and so there's a link in my bio that says, look up your free human design chart. You can also Google human design chart, right? You can look it up online. It's a free chart. You're going to have to know your birth information with most of us know, but you will also have to know like the time you were born, which makes it super accurate. So as long as you have your birth info, just punch that in. It'll bring up this chart. This is where it gets a little bit tricky for people because human design has its own language. So I give lots of free content to help break down where to start. But the first three things is what is your energy type, which is your aura how that interacts with other people, and what that means for you. Then we each auric type, each energy type has a strategy, that's the second place you're going to start, and then your inner authority, and the inner authority in human design is where in your body you're actually meant to make decisions from, because even though people say trust your gut, what does your gut say, that is actually not how everyone is meant to make decisions, There are certain energy types that don't actually have that mechanism in their body and their process is different so energy type strategy and inner authority after you look up your free chart those are the things you want to dive into and then you can look at your profiles and your centers and dive into the layers after that. But yeah, those are the, the areas I would recommend starting first. And if you want to bypass all of the legwork, of course, a human design chart reading is simple because we just dive into all of the aspects in that hour live on zoom, you can ask questions and it's recorded. So if you want to skip all of the, you know, self-paced learning, there is that easy option as well.
0: Yes. I've, re- I've noticed, especially looking into the different coaches that specialize in human design and coming across your work it's so in depth and there's so much information that it's nice to have someone who relays it back to you who really helps you in that process because it's again it's like astrology it's a science and it's very complex very complex how when you first started what was after you kind of discovered how to use your chart and use it in your life what really brought you to that point where you wanted to go on and help other, other women and other people.
1: Yeah, see, working in physiotherapy for so long, I mean, I already had that helping people heal part of me, right? I love that satisfaction in someone saying, hey, what you did helped me, I feel better, right? And watching somebody make those kind of small progressions that lead at the end of the day to feeling better and, and being healed, right? But when I found human design, I was like, oh, this is the missing piece to the inner heel. This is the missing piece to like the mindset, the conditioning, the struggle of like, Who am I? What's my purpose? What am I here to do? What makes me happy? Right? Why am I overthinking? Why do I feel overly emotional? Right? Why is there resistance in my, either with my kids or with my partner? It helps to kind of bridge that gap between the physical and the mental because in human design we have the conscious side and the unconscious side that we're looking at which gives us a holistic view of your body where you know previously I was very focused on the physical side and after you know over a decade working with people you really see that there's a huge difference in two people can have the same injury But if their mindset and their energetics are, you know, stuck in a certain spot, you really see that they don't heal as well, right? Like look at an athlete healing from an injury versus somebody who doesn't have that motivation or that understanding of the body. So I really just shifted that into um, energetics to help people understand their mindset, their body and their energy and how to implement that in their business, their relationships and in their life. So I feel like I already kind of had that, you know, had that way of explaining things, breaking things down for people. It just kind of shifted into a a different light.
0: That's beautiful. Mm -hmm. And again, it's so, it's so beautiful seeing your work because you do, um, everyone go follow Cindy, you know, she's incredible what she posts because she breaks it down into understanding almost from a level, from a beginner's level and not Absolutely. really seeing things um, as in depth, which is nice when you're first starting and getting into it because it's nice to have that guidance. Um, so yes. again, if we, if you wanna go into the types of human design, if we go into my type, which I'm really excited to talk, talk about being yes. a manifest or generator, I'm really excited. So if you wanna start with whatever area of you wanna go into,
1: Sounds good. Okay. So in human design, you're always going to hear people refer to energy types. You might also hear it be referred to as auras. And in human design, there are four different energy types. If you hear five, it's only because a manifesting generator is a subtype of a generator. So we'll talk about that first, because that's typically where it gets a little confusing but generators are an enveloping aura and you guys have an open and enveloping aura. So it's very friendly, social. You guys really have this kind of warm energy about you that just kind of pulls people in, makes people feel comfortable and you are a manifesting generator. So generator auric types or energy types make up around 70 to 80% of our population. Within that 70 to 80%, around 10% of those are called manifesting generators. Now, the only difference between a generator and a manifesting generator is that you guys have a defined throat, which means that you can speak things into existence or kind of manifest things a little faster than the generator but your aura is the exact same as a generator. So you guys still have an open and enveloping aura. You still have a defined sacral center, which if you are new to human design, the sacral is just one of the defined centers. It's the red square second from the bottom and only generators and manifesting generators have that defined. And that's actually what gives you guys the ability to have lots of energy. So if you look at the vast amount of people in our population, they're worker bees, right? We're busy, busy, busy running to soccer practice with the kids or working a nine to five, then going to the gym or going out with friends, like whatever it is, 80% of our population are fairly social people, right? Those are the, the generators and many gens. So you guys are actually meant to build and to master what lights you up and what brings you joy. So it's very important when we look again at this 80% of our population, how many people are stuff suffering from frustration and burnout? Right? Not feeling satisfied. And a lot of that is because you guys are taking that life force energy and you're draining it and plugging it into all of the things you have to do or you should do. And you're kind of forgetting. It's like, oh, yeah, I have to plug into things that light me up, things that bring me joy, so that you can recharge that battery pack. Okay, So generators and many gens, you guys are really here to live a life of satisfaction and you're here to use your energy to do work that brings you joy. And by doing that, you're going to then build something and master something that you actually care about. So I always say, like, if you've ever seen the first matrix where they have the people plugged into the machines and they're kind of like taking their life force energy That's, you know, without getting into in-depth conspiracies or anything like that, it's not where I'm going with this. It's just that society kind of takes advantage of the energy that is available from generators and we kind of try to use it to our own benefit, right? Whether this is the corporations or the big companies, it's like, hey, you guys have a lot of energy, let's use that to build and to master things that we want you to do to do so now fast forward to 2022 we're seeing a lot of entrepreneurs come into um, the world because it's like those generators are saying no way I'm going to build something that I want something that feels good to me and we're starting to see an up level or an uprising of that feeling of satisfaction in our lives right so can you relate to that with the whole like draining energy when you're doing the things that you hate doing (laughs)
0: Yes. And it's so interesting that you mentioned it is that uprising, the age of Aquarius, people are really realizing that their energy is best spent other places. And especially with the Manny Gens, I feel like a lot of my energy, the more I work on myself, the better that ripple effect kind of happens where it's that, you know, I do have a lot of energy, but it's, I do have to channel it. I can't just, you know, let everything take my priorities that's so fascinating though you know relating it to the corporations that blew my mind when you said that that is very much true yeah very much yeah
1: and it doesn't have to be like a bad or evil thing right it's like it brought us to where we are we have a very established world right we needed people to build things we needed to create the world we have but now that we are established now that we have built it we need to re-navigate that energy and kind of where we're using it right so that we're giving and being of service from a place of a full cup We're not just working and draining the energy, but it's this give and take. When you work with clients that you love working with, they get your magic and you get the exchange as well. Right. Being compensated for that energy rather than I'm just going to give, give, give and hardly make enough to pay my bills. That doesn't feel satisfying. That doesn't feel like freedom. Right. As opposed to having prices or if you're a leader or coach or finding work where it's like it doesn't feel like you're just draining your energy right? So yeah, it doesn't matter if you're, you know, a coach or not. It's just finding work, finding things every day that feel satisfying to you. And that's basically like you're charging that generator as if you were to think of it like a battery pack, right? Yeah. Um, So manifesting generators and generators also have kind of big, bold personalities. You guys are meant to be highly magnetic to people because again, you are the magnet and your aura is enveloping. So it's always bringing things to you to then respond to. And the sacral is always going to respond. It's a yes or a no kind of mechanism. And this is when we say, trust your gut. You guys are the ones we're talking to, the generators and many gens. Because especially if you're a pure where you don't have the emotional solar plexus defined, it's very much about trusting your gut in the moment. Is it a yes or a no? Do you wanna do it or don't you? Does it light you up or not? Or do you have energy for it or not? And you're trusting that in the moment, that's correct for you. So for you guys, don't overthink it. Don't journal it out. Don't weigh the pros and cons. Literally trust your gut, if you are a pure generator or gen. But your aura is always bringing things to you. You guys are naturally magnetic, but you have to kind of own that power, right? You wanna own all sides of yourself and not say, oh, I can't show this side of myself out of fear of being judged. Or if I show this side of myself, I'm going to be too much for people. That's not what you guys are here to do. It's like, be you, be bold, allow the world to be triggered by you. If that's what needs to be done, right? That's how we evolve and change. You guys really don't want to kind of shrink yourself down to fit in. So examples of, if we're looking at celebrities would be Kevin Hart, Tony Robbins, Ellen DeGeneres and Oprah Winfrey. Those are just some easy examples of generators big personalities, very magnetic, but very, very different, right? Just because you're a generator doesn't mean it's a cookie cutter energy type. And you guys are all the same. Those are very different personalities, different strengths, different sense of humor. So they're going to attract different audiences, right? But they're naturally magnetizing when they're just being authentic to who they are. So that's kind of an example as well to help you give that visual of what you guys are meant to step into. Okay. Does that make sense? Yes, that's
0: incredible.
1: Awesome. All right. So the next, well, we'll talk before we talk about the next energy type. Every energy type has a strategy. And for generators and mani gens, it's to wait to respond. Waiting only means you're not hustling, forcing, or chasing something. The waiting doesn't mean you're doing nothing until someone gives you something to respond to. You're still living your life. You're still finding that joy, doing your day-to-day things, the things that bring you um, like passion and, and pleasure. But then when your aura brings you something and you get a hell yes, that's the waiting to respond. So then you're going to follow the yes. And those yeses, those gut responses that tell you to do things that feel good are like breadcrumbs that are going to kind of lead you to the, the path that you need to be on. Okay. So the strategy wait to respond doesn't mean you're just waiting around. You're still living life, but you will get those responses and it's about following those. Okay. So then we have a manifester, nothing to do with a manigen. Okay. A manifester is a closed and repelling aura. So it's kind of an opposite to the generators where they're open and enveloping. And manifestors are meant to be repelling and closed because they are the initiators. So they are the people back in the day that would have been kind of the hierarchy, the rulers, the kings, the queens, the people who said, we need this done. And then the generators being 80% of people would build it, right? And that's kind of how we evolved to the point we are now. And manifestors only make up about 8 to 9% of our population because we don't need as many initiators as we do builders and, and people, you know, mastering skills. So shifting now again to 2022, manifestors have to understand that they can't lead from that old paradigm of like, do as I say just because I do it, right? Get out of my way. That's a very masculine approach to being a manifester. And that is why manifestors are the most commonly misunderstood energy types. They say it's actually the hardest energy type to be because of this intensity around us. So examples of manifestors, whether you're fans of them or not, would be Donald Trump, President Bush. Jennifer Aniston and Gwen Stefani. So powerful people, right? They're meant to initiate, they're meant to have these big impact on the world, but not everybody likes them, right? It's gonna kind of like a love hate relationship. And that's what the manifestor has to own is that you're not gonna be for everyone you have to step into your power, into your authenticity and speak your truth and your people will love you. And don't worry about the rest, right? People love Jennifer Anderson or they hate. Gwen Stefani, same thing. Donald Trump, you kind of love him or you hate him, right? That It doesn't matter who your people are but that's what you have to own is that you don't want to shrink that power and try to speak to everyone because that's when a manifestor becomes a people pleaser and then they don't like if a manifestor is caring what people think if they're asking permission they're not in that manifestor aura of like i am here to make big moves i am here to impact i'm here to initiate So that was where I found my power. And I was like, oh, like now it makes sense where in my relationship or in my family dynamic, you know, sometimes it was the joke of like that bulldozer kind of mindset, right? Or that bull in the China shop. And not knowing that about being a manifester, we have a a hard time seeing that about ourselves. Um, Every energy type has something called a signature. And for manifestors, it's peace. So internally, we feel very calm, very peaceful. We do not understand that we naturally impact the people around us. So unless you know this about yourself, you tend to cause these little rifts and ruffle feathers without being aware of it, only because your energy says, move, like, get out of my way. I don't really need you. I'm independent. Right. If you look at, I don't know if Gwen Stefani is in a relationship or, but Drake, Jennifer Aniston has struggled with relationships. Um, Like, look at Donald Trump again, kind of a love or hate, like doesn't always have that awareness of what are my actions doing to the people around me? It's very much like, this is what I want to do. So I'm going to go do it. So it can be, it's meant to be a high frequency. We're meant to bring change. We're meant to initiate good things in the world. But if we're out of alignment, it can be a little bit of an intense Uh, energy okay so the whole point for a manifestor is owning your power but also learning how to ask for support learning how to delegate things learning how to work with others and sort of soften that repelling aura that you have so that you can have allies so that you don't feel like you're misunderstood and you have to do everything yourself So in human design, manifestors are the least likely to reach out for readings because they are the most independent aura. And we really have that energy of like, I don't need help. I can do it myself. So again, reaching out, creating allies, asking for support and learning how to receive is super important, which is why I teach feminine energetics alongside, because that was a game changer for me when I tapped into the feminine energy because the last little bit about manifestors is we are yang yang energy so we are all go we are all initiate we are all masculine so again without the awareness of that we don't understand like why are people why do people care what i'm doing why do people ask me where i'm going all the time and people kind of get in your way and that's what causes the anger which is the not self theme. Okay, so the strategy for a manifestor to help you navigate having such an intense aura is to inform people of what you're going to do before you do it. Okay, and the reason for this is so that they can get on board and support you or they can move aside and allow you to do your thing, but they know it's coming right because manifestors are kind of like the shark fin under the water. You're like, "Ooh, I can feel the power. I know it's intense, but I don't really know where they're going or what they're doing." But we know that if a shark thrashes, right, it causes kind of a ripple effect, right? Or if you think of a hurricane flying through a beach, right, that initiation of power that can really cause a lot of turbulence. So the informing is just so that people know what you're going to do so they can energetically understand how what you're doing is going to impact them. So in a relationship, before you run off to the gym without telling your partner where you're going, and then you get a phone call while you're working out, where are you, where did you go, (laughs) right? And you're like, well, I just went to the gym. Just say, hey, I'm going to the gym. That way you are uninterrupted in your flow. Or, hey, I'm going to just go up in my office and work on this for an hour. And again, then you're uninterrupted. If you're going to book a vacation with your girlfriends, Maybe let them know, hey, I'm going to be gone this week. I'm just letting you know just so that you are aware I'll be away in case that impacts your schedule, right? So again, a lot of manifestors go, well, I would just book the trip. Like, what the heck? But it's that is the hardest part for a manifestor is to stop before they initiate and to inform people as to what they're going to do. So if you're a coach that's a manifestor inform your audience. Hey, I have something coming for you. Hey, I'm going live tomorrow. Hey, I'm going to be launching something next month. Hey, this is how you can book with me, right? You want to be informing people. So they're like, okay, I know what she's about. I know where she's coming from. Does that make sense of the manifester?
0: Yes. That's yeah. beautiful. Especially yeah. with, you know, understanding how other people are reacting to us helps us so much in our own development and just being aware of our energy and the impact on others is something that it takes a higher level of awareness again but human design does kind of break it down and gives you kind of more clarity of why things could be happening the way they are so that's beautiful
1: yes human design is like a manual to us right if you have different cars you have different engines different parts different ways to care for that thing so the human design when you look up your chart that is your blueprint right and then you can look up someone else's blueprint that you spend a lot of time with and you can really go oh okay that's why they do that and then it just takes the like resentment away, the personal, um, you know, that person's personally attacking me, it it becomes a lot more of like, oh, okay, at least I can see this from an energetic perspective, rather than an ego perspective of like, I'm the victim, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, so it really helps with that. Um, And yeah and there's also no like better energy type than another right there isn't one that's more powerful than another just because a manifestor is called a manifestor doesn't mean that the other energy types can't manifest everyone can manifest everyone is powerful it's just about aligning with who you are so that you're not trying to live your life like another energy type and that's what we call conditioning right so for example before we dive into the other energy types I'm a manifester, but my dad was a generator. My sister's a generator. So it's like being around my mom's a manifester, but not knowing that growing up, right? makes sense as well with certain things, but mimicking my dad's work ethic as a generator and thinking, oh, this is how we work in society. This is how I gain approval. This is how you're successful. This is what people do really got me to a place of like kind of burnout right of not feeling like oh i'm in my power it's kind of like just going through the motions so understanding okay i can be different than him and still be powerful still be successful still be efficient but it takes away any shame guilt or conditioning thinking we have to be like the people who raised us right that's also where it's very powerful um, is that you can be different but still in alignment Right. It's so that we don't try to emulate something that isn't healthy for us. The next energy type is a projector and they make up roughly 10 to 20 percent. Now, these percentages are rough because we're actually getting more projectors being born into the world because they're here to guide us projectors are very wise and they're not here to initiate they're not here to build they're here to guide (laughs) the population and we need more of that so we're seeing less manifestors and more projectors in the world and that's just natural part of evolution right what we need more of So projectors have a sniper-like aura. So their aura actually penetrates into the other person and it kind of goes right to the heart or the soul of that person. And that's where they get that intuitive feeling of like what's going on with them energetically so that they can then guide and give that person wisdom. So these make great leaders, coaches, teachers, um, guidance counselors, right? Any kind of role like that. Um, President Obama was a projector. So we didn't see a ton of initiating, but we did see a lot of bringing together, right? A lot of guidance and support in that aspect. But you hear a lot of people say, well, he didn't do anything, right? But that's the difference energetically of a projector's wisdom and guidance versus a manifestor energy of we're here to initiate something, right? Um, We also have Taylor Swift is a projector as well. So very successful, very hardworking, but just has to kind of watch Where am I using my energy and when she's invited into something right when someone's a fan of her she's received very well. So projectors again have a very penetrative aura, which is why their strategy is called wait for the invitation. And the reason for this is because if you think of getting unsolicited advice, nobody really likes that. If you didn't ask for someone's opinion or someone's wisdom or someone to tell you what to do, most people don't really appreciate it. So waiting for the invitation for a projector means you're waiting to be asked for your wisdom so that your penetrative aura doesn't, again, cause resistance or like uh, someone saying, excuse me, like, who do you think you are telling me that? And that's where that, again, helps your aura navigate. So your strategy is waiting to be invited. Now, a lot of projectors get frustrated with this because they're like, I don't want to just wait around for an invitation. So this is the same as generators. You're not just waiting around for someone to call you up did ask for your opinion you're still living your life you're tapping into pleasure self-care rest because you guys are non-energy beings so manifestors and projectors do not have the defined sacral so we have more limited energy and with projectors they are kind of like an empathic um aura where they're taking in a lot of energy from other people to gain that wisdom but with that it means they need more rest and more self-care so while you're waiting for these invitations to see hey what environments am I going to be recognized in where is my advice going to be appreciated such as coaching right when someone asks you to be their coach as a projector you've been invited to share that So it's like in your world, in your community, you can still share, but it's when it comes to like your partner, your kids, your friends, your family, you want to make sure you're waiting for that invitation to share that wisdom. Okay. You can also ask for an invitation as a projector. Hey, do you mind if I share something? Hey, do you want to know my opinion on that? I have a way that might help you. Are you interested in hearing it, right? That's asking for the invitation so that that person is energetically ready for you to kind of <laughs> feel into their aura, right? So projectors are beautiful energy types, but it's very important that they do have the self-care and the pleasure and really take care of that energy because they are so empathic, okay? Um, and then, yeah, strategy is to wait for that invitation. And that just, again, makes you feel seen, heard, and recognized, which is what projectors really like. They like to be recognized for their talents. Then we have the reflector. Now, the reflector only makes up 1% of the population. So I would love to know if you are a reflector out there, because it's a very rare energy type. I actually have a 10-year-old nephew who's a reflector, which is cool. And reflectors have... An aura that is kind of like a Teflon aura. So they are meant to sample energy different than the projector where the projector is more of like an empathic feeling into something. The reflector samples the energy to reflect back how we're doing as a collective. So they are literally here to absorb the energy they're around and then reflect it back. So for them, if you're around a reflector, whoever they're hanging out with, that's kind of the mood they're going to be in. So if, if you have a reflector child, if they're at school and the energy in the classroom is chaotic or stressful or anything like that, they're going to come home and kind of be reflecting that emotion. If they've had a great day and they're, you know, it was fun and lighthearted, they're going to come home reflecting that emotion. So Being a reflector can be very difficult because they're constantly changing depending on the energy they're around. So it's very hard to know what is mine and what is the outside world because the reflector actually has no definition in their body. They are completely open. So they're meant to sample. They have this Teflon aura that they are the hardest to condition. However, they are the the only one that's open. So they have nowhere to pull from in their body to make decisions from so their strategy is to wait an entire lunar cycle to make a decision so that's a 28-day cycle around big decisions of course not those teeny everyday decisions but for big decisions and the reason is for this of this is so that the transits and the moon cycle can help them gain clarity because they're experiencing the energy of the collective the energy of the the transits in their body and then they come to this place of clarity after that so that's really the only way they can make a clear decision so that they don't feel pressured and rushed and overwhelmed by one day they might feel this way and then two weeks later when the moon cycle changes they could feel completely different so waiting that a period of time allows them to see all the perspectives and feel all the feelings before they proceed so that is their strategy. So that is like just the energy types and strategies in a nutshell. Obviously, we can't dive into all of the, uh, the ins and outs, but that is the basics is where it's to start. And then the next place would be the inner authority of like where, what center do you make your decisions from?
0: That's amazing. Thank you so much for sharing all that. That is incredible. Um, and it's very, I'm so intrigued to know, you said that manifestors were the least likely to reach out for readings. What is the energy type that you've worked with the most?
1: Mostly generators and many gens just because they are vast amount, like they're the vast majority of our Um, population and I work with a lot of coaches and entrepreneurs and again generators and many gens make up a large percentage but also then secondary would be projectors because projectors they're actually the most likely to reach out for readings because they're so empathic and wise and they're very tuned into what they need and there's something about them that like I know I'm different so let me see if there's something here that can help validate that and typically it's very validating um, for them to find this out because then they can step into to what that means to live a life as a projector. Like I have one projector client and she's a stained glass artist. And I love her story because when we did her reading, She was working like 12 hour days, taking on custom pieces and burning herself out. Like, you know what I mean? Just working, 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 which is not in an alignment at all for a projector to be working that many hours and to be just doing things so much for other people. So she scaled back to working like, you know, four, six hour days. She stopped taking custom pieces. So she was doing what she wanted to do. And she started hitting like 10 K months. Like, right. It doesn't have to be where just because you're working less, your income takes a hit. The whole point is when you're aligned with your energy, that's when the universe is like, yes, we are like, we're in alignment and that's when we create ease and flow and abundance in our life. So it's definitely, again, not one energy type better than the other, but I find projectors are the most likely to reach out, but generators just because of the percentage of them would be the ones I work with the most, I would say. Yeah. Wow. But I love when I get a manifesto reading. I just did one the other night and it's so powerful, especially being a manifestor speaking from experience, right? It, it, it's just amazing. I love it. That's
0: incredible. So again, thank you so much for sharing everything. I am so excited to share with everyone listening, all your offers and how to work with you currently.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, so there's several different ways. So the first and easiest way where most people start is with a human design chart reading. This gives you a foundation as to what is my human design? How can I use it? How can I get started with it today? It's also recorded for you, which is beautiful because you can re-listen to it. Sometimes in that hour, there's a lot of information. So it's so nice to re-digest it or, you know, down the road, if you're pivoting, you're launching something, you're moving through something different re-listening to it you're going to hear different points that time around than you did when you first had the reading so that's always the easiest and first way to start with human design readings I offer individual chart readings I do relationship chart readings which would be you and your partner we look at both your charts individually where you guys have similarities and then we also look at where there might be resistance and how to communicate better how to create more harmony all of the good stuff. And then I also offer family readings where we look at your chart, if you're a single parent and your kids, or if you have a partner, we would look at both of your charts as well as your children and how the whole family works together, who brings what energies. Sometimes you have one child that's highly emotional your other two aren't. You might have one child with the defined willpower center that's gonna say no to everything and be super stubborn. And it's like, it just prevents the labeling and the conditioning and the stress of like, why is this kid so different than this kid? So I also love family readings for that aspect. I always get the question how young do your kids have to be, you can look up their birth chart as soon as they're born, and I've also had people do it where their kids are like 20 or 30 so there is no age range you can look it up at any point. So those would be the three ways individual relationship or family chart readings, those you can just book on my website as well or reach out to me if you have any questions and you want to learn more. Um, I also have the human design package. So this is for coaches, healers, or leaders that want to learn the foundations of the human design system and how to read a chart for their clients. So how they would integrate that as a part of their own coaching. And this is a four session package. They're done live on Zoom with me. And we also record them as well for you to study from, practice from, and all the things. So that is an amazing way of a few ladies just finishing up their sessions and They've already started doing some chart readings. It's a very exciting time. So that's another fun way. I do alignment calls. So if you have had a chart reading, but you wanna dive deeper, or you kind of want it better explained or, you know, ways to integrate it into your business or relationship, I do the one-on-one alignment calls as well. So those are the basic ways and the easiest ways to work with me at the moment. And then um, not sure when people will be listening to this, but I also am going to be doing in May coming up a co-creation with a tapping expert. So stay tuned for the juicy details on that because we're going to do a collaboration on human design and tapping together. So lots of exciting ways to work with
0: me. That's so exciting. Thank you so much for sharing all your wisdom. It was such a pleasure having you on and diving into that. And I am really so excited to share The human design, the complete package is so beautiful for anyone really looking to kind of start the work, do it on themselves, and then transmute it to the collective to really create, you know, their own business, to do something, you know, and to add to their own skills. So that's such a beautiful offering. I'm just so amazed by that. Thank you again. Um, And I will link all of her links below. And thank you for being here with
1: us. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thanks guys for listening.